Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have with us Australian entrepreneur Sigourney Bell. She is here to share with us her new book, Wild Business, where she deconstructs modern business practices, offering a new pathway to build a successful, sustainable business more aligned with your intuitive nature. She combines Eastern and Western philosophies and teaches readers how to discover one's purpose and then take those first steps towards developing businesses with our intuitive nature and the planet. We're super excited to have you on. Gordon, how are you? I'm good. You have this magical light aura behind you. I know it's seven in the morning here, so the sun's just coming. Oh, well, good morning. <laughs> do you have kids? No, but I do have one in my belly. I'm currently <gasps> currently twenty six weeks pregnant. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you so I, much. Hi, Mandy. Hi. hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I'm really excited to share with you. Mixing business, spirituality can sometimes be a tricky thing. And I'd love to find out how you got here. Yeah, I guess my, it was a non-traditional, non-linear path, which I guess is why the book's called Wild Business, because it was not born out of strategy or logic at all. Like I never would have seen myself sitting here as as an entrepreneur. I never kind of envisioned that for myself, even as a child, you know. Um, I always wanted to be a dancer and a writer in New York City, but um, <laughs> I didn't didn't see myself building businesses and it just kind of happened um, through like a series of choices, intuitive choices. And I, I remember one day just going, I, have, I actually have a, have a global business that works across like six countries with over 200 teachers. Like how did this even happen within like two years? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. How? That's amazing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I just, there was a point, I think like three or four years into business that I was like, this is something worth teaching actually, because a lot of people ask me how I've had the success. And I never, at that point, you know, I've only just gotten my first business mentor, uh, like six years into my business journey. Normally that's a recommendation at the start to set up your business. And I always just knew who I needed to connect with and followed that. And they always had pieces for me. It was like, it was like building a puzzle almost. Um, I treated it like this magical journey of building this puzzle and I'm not really as business, but (laughs) the byproduct is that I've, that I've got a business (laughs) too, actually, that are, that are global um, in size and reach. So. Well, tell us about that. What, what is your business? How did you get there? Yeah, so my, again, like my journey's been very, (laughs) gone on many different tangents and turns, but I started off um, in high school. I randomly decided that I was going to become a physiotherapist, even though I didn't know what that was. What is that? So they've got a different name in the States. They're physical therapists, I believe. And I don't think they have the same, I don't think you need the same degree in the States. I'm not entirely sure how it works, but uh, we work in uh, hospital systems and there's different specialties, musculoskeletal, neurological, cardiorespiratory. But basically it's about rehabbing someone back to their 
full capacity um, working alongside medical teams and whatnot. So okay. I just, yeah, I, I never, yeah. I remember when I was 15, actually, I sat down with a uh, psychic that my mum took me to because she was blown away by him. She was she's very much so not a, not spiritual at all up until she met this man and she was had her mind blown. So she's like, I'm taking my daughter to go and see him. And I was 15 and, you know, I didn't know what I was doing with my life, but I was okay with that. And he said, oh, you're going to be doing what I do one day in the future. And he was a doctor who turned into a medical medium and, and psychic. And I was like, no, like, I'm not, I'm not wow, going to do this yeah. work. <laughs> One thing after another, I worked in the hospital system for eight years. After four years, had a huge spiritual awakening where I actually got really, really sick with an illness that actually mirrored something very similar to what I was treating in clients because I was seeing clients with neurological disorders, unusually unusual cases like fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, um, and all of these kinds of cases that they don't really have an answer for. So I spent years immersing myself into and diving into like into that. And then I ended up with a sickness myself and going through the medical system, had a massive awakening and basically my vision opened and I saw myself living through India and Nepal. So I went over there, lived there for a couple of years and studied different esoteric philosophies and arts Buddhism, yoga, tantra. And on the other side of that, I, I basically, I came back and I tried to reimmerse myself in the hospital system and realized I was a medical medium and I could actually read what was happening in people's bodies beyond what, you know, beyond just the physical. I could, like, I'd have someone sitting in front of me and it'd be like, trauma, age two, this happened, and this is what's creating it. And I was like, it was a lot because... <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was just very open. And so basically I decided to leave the hospital system and, and start doing that work privately and seeing clients. And I, I had an influx of clients walk through my door. Um, so that was like the first step into working for myself. Sigourney, can I ask you, when you were having the symptoms that were very similar to your clients, that sort of happened to me as well. And that's one of the things that helped me really discover that I was an empath and that I actually were, mm. was taking on these people's symptoms, like that clear mm. sensius. I was actually, mm. they weren't mine. Do you yes. feel like that was part of this mediumship? Absolutely. I have clear, clear sentience, which is clear feeling, clear audience. I can hear as well. It all comes through my right ear and also clear vision. Um, depending on the client, it depends on what turns on and what I'm, how I receive information. Um, sometimes it's through vision, sometimes it's a hear, uh, mostly I hear, and other times it's that I feel their symptoms as though they're my own, and that's how I know what's happening in their body, because my my body starts to mirror it. And sometimes it's even days before, like I recently had a client for a medical medium session, and three days before I was in the pharmacy and I started buying all of these products. I'm like, why am I buying these? I was like, this is not something I feel like I need. Three days later, I was I was scanning her system and it was all her, it was I bought them and I didn't need yeah. them. It was so like why do I need this Pepto-Bismol? Yeah. Oh my God. That's like I'll have yeah. a symptom and then I'm meeting with someone and they're telling me about, you know, the problems. And I'm like, oh, that's where that came from. 
Yeah, exactly. And then it moves out. What were the doctors telling you was causing your symptoms and your illness? Like what took you into the hospital? So it was similar to like all of the clients I was seeing. They're like, we don't know what's what's happening here. We can't find the root of it. You know, you're like severely ill, but there's, it, it must be, you know, it must be psychosomatic. It must be coming from your mind. And I was like, my mind's pretty clear. I'm pretty sharp. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was the fact that I was in a job that was misaligned to where my energy body and where my soul was trying to move. And I was in a system that, you know, was not for me. And it was basically, it was only when I let go of the job and moved over to Nepal to live that it just, just disappeared. You know, I've wow. been trying, I've been doing hardcore, you know, plant medicine retreats, fa- mm-hmm. fasting, like everything you can possibly imagine holistically. And there was still, it was just like hitting up against a brick wall. <laughs> wow. Shanna is right. Like you're literally the only one that we've ever had on. Cause Shanna describes that to everyone, like about how when she, she was taking on mm-hmm her clients' pain when she was massaging them. Um, mm-hmm. It's very, very fascinating. But I also agree with you. Like right now, I feel like one of the jobs that I'm having to do doesn't really align with like my purpose in life. And it's causing me mm-hmm. to flare up with fibromyalgia is what they called it type of yes. um, symptoms again. But at the same time, you got to do what you got to do. So it's hard. The physical body is just the densest expression. It usually they say it comes in as like a feather. You like hear the voice and then it comes in as like a, a brick. It's being thrown at you and then all of a sudden you're being hit by a truck. And to yes, me it's like the really. layers of, yeah, it's like first it comes through as a little whisper, like yes. from spirit and you're like, oh, no, I ignore that for like a couple of months. And they're like, no, you won't. And then it's like happy and you're like, okay, now I'm like mentally contracted and then the, the final body the the densest the physical and the, when you just don't listen it's like okay now my physical body has to express it um, wow and it's so true you know I think it might even help someone out there if you were to describe what symptoms you were having so maybe they can recognize what this might surface like and I'm sure it's different for everyone but what what did your symptoms look like yeah I mean it usually starts as like fatigue a lack of, you know, libido, inspiration for life, like not wanting to turn up for work, everything being a little bit hard. Um, for me, it was when I experience something, I experience it and it hits me very quickly because mm. <laughs> I'm meant to, I'm meant to, to listen and follow things quite, quite quickly. I went from being an elite athlete, I was running, running 10 kilometers a day and competing at, at the world titles for martial arts to not being able to walk up a set of stairs. Like I couldn't lift my feet off the ground. That's the level of fatigue that was in my system. And I was saying I was just adrenally burnt out, but that's, it was actually affecting my neurological system. So I was like barely leaving the house, um, extremely depressed, like mentally extremely depressed. Um, and back then, like the first incidents of this, I was, I was drinking to kind of, like I, um, like I've been, I haven't had a drink for probably about seven or eight years now. But back then, I would, I would drink to kind of mask it and free up my energy a little bit more. And, um, but yeah, it was just extreme fatigue and and muscle weakness and tiredness and just sleeping a lot as well. Extremely emotional, mentally, yeah, depre- depressed and anxious. Yeah, 
Shannon and I both experienced a lot of joint pain, like chronic fatigue, brain fog, vitamin deficiencies, ringing in the ears, mm-hmm. dizziness, yeah. hair loss, acne for me. I mean, it was no joke, but the joint pain was definitely the one thing that was the worst for me. Still, if I'm very stressed out and don't sleep enough, then my body will go into a flare. It's definitely gotten better because I use tools, but there are days where unfortunately my self-care is not on point and I still suffer. So, and Shannon and I were both diagnosed with fibromyalgia, but decided that we weren't going to accept that that we did not like that diagnosis, nor did we feel that they ever got to the core of what was really going on. Absolutely. You know, I do want to point out that someone a few months ago that we were talking to had made a really good point about how if all of us just decided not to accept like uh, a diagnosis or something and talk about it, then other people who have it might not have the opportunity to like connect with people who have it which is so odd that that is true. And I often feel that way about like, um, cause I have someone with autism. So like, if he didn't have the label, he wouldn't get like the support, mm. <laughs> you know? So I've been thinking a lot about that lately. I was so bitter about having the diagnosis of anxiety my whole life. I mean, they've got it in there in stone. <laughs> she has anxiety, like it's forever. I don't, I don't really understand what you meant, Shanna. Sorry, explain it again kind of like Ethan has autism. I don't necessarily like labels, but because he's categorized as that, he receives support, right? I want to reject fibromyalgia as a diagnosis. But however, if we talk about fibromyalgia, then we kind of bring people in who have that too. So where we can support each other. Yeah. And I like how you're saying too, how it like becomes this fixed diagnosis as opposed to something that's transient, you know? Yeah. When I'm like speaking of people, my, my medical condition, they asked me about my previous medical conditions. I'm like, oh, I had this once, but it doesn't apply yeah. anymore. But like, I do think that they just named painful stress fibromyalgia. I, I do. I feel like that's what they named it. Yeah. I, you know, Shanna, I'm totally aligned with you now that you explained it. Yeah. I mean, the more you talk about things, the more you can bring awareness to it, the more we can support each other. Right. Um, absolutely. And then it also might help people to kind of do a process of elimination and figure out, oh, hey, then I am not going to label myself this and I'm going to look into other things. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean, that's how I ventured out of the system as such that I was working for close to a decade to working for myself. And I was just seeing clients privately just as a solo entrepreneur for a period of time. And was also traveling the world for a good few years, studying different esoteric kind of philosophies and came back to Australia. And so I've got Wild Grace was my first ever company that I started uh, five years ago. And that's a, it's a training company that trains women in the different esoteric arts. So I've kind of blended different philosophies together Um, It's kind of founded on the principles of archetypal psychology and um, like a lot of Jungian principles. So we work with um, embodying different feminine archetypes. Uh, There's, there's, we, we bring in some elements of core shamanism and Tantra, and it kind of blends through and teaches different practices like breath work, um, somatic movement practices, and, and it's in a nine day, like initiatory um, practitioner training and, 
I basically just came back. I went to this little island in New Zealand and one day I just sat down and wrote for three days and I wrote out a training manual. <laughs> I was like, okay, I've got a training manual now. I'm going to start running trainings. And I remember putting out a call in just being like, this is what I want to share. I want to start training people in what I've learned. And this is the modality. And yeah, I've had seven or eight people for my first like pilot training course. And then after that, they just started feeling, I just started running them. They started feeling and I was like, okay, there's something here. And now uh, for four and a bit years on or five years on, um, yeah, I've got a full team of over 20 trainers and over 200 practitioners globally. And it just kind of spread by me just trusting, okay, this is what's here now. I'm going to follow So it. did you take all the modalities that helped you get out of your pain and then you put them together? Mm-hmm. Is that what you did? So they all worked for you? Yes. Yep. In essence, it's founded upon informed trauma and nervous system work. And the modality, I've actually got it accredited now through the International Institute of Complementary Therapies. It's called the Feminine Frequency Formula. And it's about dropping people into deep states of receptivity, like theta, delta states of consciousness to unwind the nervous system and heal heal past trauma, ancestral trauma, trauma, trauma from this life, because I believe it's in a deep state of nervous system relaxation that the body can let go of whatever's whatever it's holding so that's what I say I tell each client that that's where it's at you gotta get there first no resistance I'm doing unwinding the nervous system and once you do that anything that's there will 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 come through and move through and the body can heal itself innately in that state so love it what is the difference between what you do and like EMDR I haven't actually experienced EMDR for myself, okay. but they use eye tracking, right? Eye tracking okay. and um, vibrations, like different frequencies in your ears and in your hands. Yeah. So, I, yeah. So we work with, when I say frequency, it's like we're working with the frequency of different archetypes more so archetypal medicines that basically reveal certain aspects of ourself to ourselves. So it's about journeying deep into the subconscious and unconscious psyche to reveal what's there that's hidden. Um, so this is a lot of founded upon kind of like Jung, Jungian um, psychology and archetypal work. He's the first person to kind of coin the word archetype, even though you can't really say you own something that's in the collective unconscious, but he's the first one to really name it. So we draw upon deeper aspects of the psyche and we do that through mainly through invocation practices through shamanic practices where we're actually calling on aspects of ourselves and then journeying journeying with them um, sometimes we work with gentle really gentle plant medicines um, uh, somatic movement practices and so for our listeners who don't know what that somatic movement is can you explain that soma just means means body Mm-hmm. Um, we work with practices like movement practices that are more yin like so okay. yin yoga is actually a component of what I teach and uh, dance practices that actually unwind the nervous system so we work with a lot of you know shaking tremor release work and then um, like ways to actually mobilize and free up the emotional body and stagnant energy and then we work with postures and practices that allow for the body to basically unravel itself Um, I love that so you're still dancing (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, Another kind of yes. way. Yeah. Do you find that everyone's kind of got like this little passion that they have even prior to ever thinking about a business like you did? I was driving home with this girl to, um, yesterday from a retreat and she's a singer and she received all of this, like a whole program kind of like you did and singing was part of it. But I think that, yeah, you use what you got. You use what you love. Do you find that often? Yeah, everyone has got a a deep soul calling and path. It's just about being able to hear that, what that is. Um, Actually, the first time I decided, this is where I had the realisation that I wanted to heal people by connecting them to the soul essence of their business because the last client I ever saw doing more of the formal medical medium work as an outpatient was a client that came to me that had long-standing bilateral weakness and numbness in her legs, neurological um, weakness with no known cause. Um And she was an older lady and she came to me and I was actually just blending together some really gentle, energetic therapies. I was doing a bit of Reiki, a little bit of kinesiology and emotional clearing. And basically as I was working on her, I just had that just dream this vision. I started seeing her by, by the ocean painting all these beautiful daisies around her. Um, And at the end of the session, I just said to her, uh, I asked her, I was like, do you, paint and she just broke down because right before she got this illness she stopped painting and that was her love and she decided to just fully go in with this career that that she was in and it was highly stressful for her that's when she started developing the illness and she'd not been painting and so by the time I ended up finishing with her she stopped She'd like actually found a new place by the ocean. It was exactly what I'd seen. She brought me back a picture. She started painting again and her, her symptoms disappeared. And I was like, ah, it's, it's always a calling to that deeper knowing, you know, it's always that. And if I can connect people to that, then the rest, the rest dissolves. Like it, I don't need to, you know, massage out this symptom. It's like, I need to actually find what's the root of this. And that's the answer. And most most often it's it's that soul calling, which is your is your business. You know, for me, business is a byproduct of following that. So that's why I decided to go down the business path and teach that. And it's really not about just traditional business teachings of like, okay, I'm gonna give you a strategy to scale this business, although that's helpful. <laughs> but the foundation is that you need to be connected to what's true for you. And that's really what my passion is is like finding out, like kind of dissolving the layers to understanding the core truth of what's wanting to move through as opposed to what you think you need to do. Um, and then once once that's there, you know, then you can look at the strategy. But if it's not there, then you're going to be, pu- it's like, it's, it's going to be a push. And that's what this like masculine driven, a lot of people are driving businesses that are not true for them. And it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah I don't believe we're meant to live in exhaustion we're meant to live in ease and freedom and it's like trying to trying to put the circle into the square and like you just keep on trying and trying and it's not working and there's so much stress behind it so what do people do when they get there though you know how do you like tell them 
grace, gracefully, I mean, gra graciously and gracefully both. How do you tell them if you're working with someone that that's just not aligned with you? Cause it's just not working. You're forcing it and you shouldn't have to force. Right. Mm. Well, this is the power of journeying people. I journey people into having the realization themselves. So I'm not having to necessarily tell them. So like, I'll take them say, I, I do a lot of hypnosis work, which is a part of the, I guess a part of the frequency work too, is like I teach people how to, how to journey deeper into the deeper layers of self. And part of that is hypnosis in, in the, and in the simplest form, that's, you know, just intuitively really slowly guiding someone sometimes with some really deep music. It doesn't need to be a formal process, but when someone comes to see me, I actually take them through a journey and I actually like take them through a journey to basically unlock what it is they need to know. And so when they come back, usually they're like, I've seen this and I feel like I need to, to stop doing this and I need to now do this. And so they actually have that realization themselves. So it's not so, it's not like I'm sitting there telling them like, you need to quit your job. And they're like, Oh, what? I actually support them to find those answers themselves. And I think that's really important and it makes it, you know, empowers them too. It's like, I'm not, because otherwise they become codependent on me as someone that will tell them what they need to be doing. And then that's also I very know. unhealthy. Yes, so true. <laughs> I find myself in that all the time, but I just had this conversation yesterday as well. You know, someone asked me a question and I was, and she was like, what would you tell your client? I said, I wouldn't tell my client anything. I said, I would put them into a place to where they'd be able to discover the answer for themselves. I mean, even if I think I know the answer, it's irrelevant. It's not my journey. Mediums, mm. mm. telling them like very specifically what to do with their lives or things that are happening in their lives. And I don't feel like that's a safe space for people to be in mm. you know like go quit your job or your you leave your husband like no no mm. and mm. so you got to be very careful um you know who you're working with and who you're choosing to put you know your trust into don't you agree yeah well I mean if they're already outsourcing their answers onto you then they already don't trust themselves and I, I that's that's just fueling that passioning you know it's a long journey but people just want the answers you know they want everything to mm. happen now they don't get that all the answers are inside you know they want everyone else to do it for them yep and they don't have the tools to know how to access and unlock that either i have a question hypnotherapy versus just deep meditation that takes you into theta brainwave what is the difference um so i don't i don't practice as a hypnotherapist like it, it's it's a step-by-step -step process I know that they actually it's process that they take them through in terms of like guided meditation I know that's more fluid it's about like guessing the way um I don't like using the word channeling but like it's like you're bringing through what's present and you're guiding them from that place as opposed to it being like a one two three you know like a a, a process that you're taking people through that's standardized and this is my this is also my perception because I, I don't take people through that so I'm yeah I could be completely wrong that's my my understanding well the reason I asked was because when I went to look to get licensed as a hypnotherapist in the state of Colorado they were no longer letting you do that and so mm -hmm. I started reaching out to some people who 
kind of walking me through it. And I felt like it was very similar to just getting someone into a very deep meditative state. That's so, the thing, the, the state that you're taking people into is the same. It's, it's ultimately you, you're wanting to wind them down into that theta. And it, I mean, delta is more, more of a rare state to be able to access, but theta state, you know, this is the same as like theta healing and they're all healing modalities that take you into the same place. And I think the key is also is as a practitioner, knowing how to access that space yourself. So you can go yeah. in, you can access it, and then you can just speak from that place. Mm-hmm. You can take people there. If you can mm-hmm. access that place internally yourself, and it's like they also call it zero point, right? Zero point consciousness where you, you zone into that complete space of stillness and then you hear the voice, mm-hmm. the subtler voice that comes through. If you can just follow that subtle voice and then guide people, everything comes through from that place. I find like that's that's the place in which I know that, oh, okay, this person's had a trauma at two or this person, you know, needs this. It's like this meant this um, herb or whatever. It's like all of the information I access comes from simply knowing how to access that state myself from doing a lot of, a lot of my own internal work. Wow, so, that's what I do. I, I mean, I've never um, thought about that before though, but during my sessions, of course, you know, I get to into my own state, right? And so I never know what's going to come out of my mouth to guide them. Like I don't have a script, you know? Mm. So it, and I just journey with them, right? And I, and that's mm. so interesting that I do that. And I never thought about that. And I, oh, people will always ask me as I'm teaching, I'd be like, do you have a script that I could use for a meditation? And I'm just like, I, I, I could find a bunch of scripts, but literally I never know what's going to come out is that what you do 100 percent. even with um like when I'm running events and trainings I never plan and think because it just goes out the window I get there and it's like no you're you're doing this now I'm like okay yeah that's what just happened to me this past weekend (laughs) yeah so you just you just allow you know and I and I do say that if I ever feel like I am coming out of that um I quickly ground myself and go back in because mm. I'm, I, I just kind of feel like then I'm, I'm actually healing or doing the session with my thoughts and with ego, mm-hmm. which, you know, for me, I just, I can't connect in that way. Mm. Yeah. And just being transparent about that. I actually just need to take a, take a moment. Um, Cause I'm feeling disconnected. I'll, I'll come back, you know, like, or if you're, if you wouldn't say that if they're in a deep state, but like if you're, if you're guiding them, um, uh, I'll be right like, back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you stay here. Um, halfway down from the cave, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Yeah. I think I might have. <laughs> so I don't know if you're aware of this, and we've said it. I feel like we say it a lot, but I'm gonna say it again. Shannon and I love. Carl Jung like he is probably mm-hmm. one of our most favorite people ever because we have researched from addiction to aliens to the vagus nerve to cognitive behavioral therapy to hypnotherapy I mean you name it we'll research thing something and he always comes up always it was like this man just had this broad wisdom and knowledge like we just always have loved Carl Jung, but a lot of people don't know about his archetypes. Can you talk about that for a moment? And when you say bringing them in, could you give maybe some examples? 
Yeah, so my, my work is all around embodiment. So it's not just teaching a psychology of something, but it's actually like, how do we experience that? And that's what the, you asked before, what the somatic experiencing, what, what that means. And soma means body. So it means how do we experience this within our bodies as opposed to just intellectually learning something? So that's what the work's all about. But so basically, Carl Jung coined this term archetypes. He's a Swiss psychologist who learned under uh, Sigmund Freud, then broke away from that lineage because uh, to create his own, because um, there was some core, I guess, disagreements in, in the way that they approach psychology. So Carl Jung coined this term archetypes, and what he believes is that there's these signature um, energetic imprints within the collective psyche that can be, um, that is, is basically everyone's journey at any point in time and if we look at them they actually correspond with the planets and the cosmology so it's like what we're experiencing on a deeper level beyond our minds and beyond our everyday functioning and um is we're experiencing the cosmos moving within us so we're basically a like every single one of us is having a shared experience right now within the fact that Mercury and Saturn are in retrograde and there's all of these planetary things happening that are influencing our psyche. It's just our inner world reflects the outer world. And so an archetype is basically, an, he just says, an energetic imprint in the collective unconscious. It's a vibration. Archetypes these days, it's like, like from, from planets, from planetary archetypes, we have all of these like goddesses and deities that have been born and they've been born into form. So we've like across different religions and cultures, um, they, I, I believe they all relate back to the planets. You know, it's like Aphrodite is actually just Venus, um, same as Anana is, is, is Venus. And so if we look at all of these gods, goddesses and deities that we've created into form, they're actually related just to the cosmology so yeah. i also we, love how they're they're like the tarot too you know the hero's yeah, journey and yeah. it just yeah you find it in so many places and i love that yeah so the, the symbology of it all kind of originates from these deeper archetypal impressions which are related to what's happening in the sky so i actually piece together like my work is very like I, I work a lot with archetypal astrology and being able to read people's charts and be like these are the predominant archetypes in your charts this is what you're here to play out kind of in this life and to work with so for example you know I've got five planets in Scorpio and Lilith in Scorpio and so I, I you know the dark goddess is something that has been very str- a very strong imprint in my life like Kali if we look at Lilith and those kind of darker feminine archetypes and my whole business while Grace is really around fed the feminine archetypes and in particular the dark feminine archetypes come through my branding a lot so we can actually see collectively there's all of these archetypes playing out and influencing us we as a person have this blueprint that does dictate what expressions we're more likely to embody in this lifetime and come into and grow into. And while grace really and the archetypal work we do there, we journey through different archetypes and we call them in and we actually learn them through our body and we journey them. So we work with dropping into those deeper states and we actually call them in and experience them. So we'll actually call in 
you know, the Magdalena archetype and we work with different practices to, to actually embody her and she's got certain learnings for us. So that's just, yeah, I guess an example, but we work with yeah many different kind of archetypal medicines and they, they teach us, um, the planets teach us. Wow, I love it. Holy crud, that's amazing. I don't think we've ever had anyone on that's had a, a program like that. That's amazing. It's pretty unique and beautiful. <laughs> it is very unique. I don't unique. say so myself. Well, and you said something really important is that this isn't something that was built for you to um, just absorb into your brain, that you are making this program to where you like, you absorb it into a soul level, that you experience it in your body. It's so important. Yeah, embodiment is so key. So many people are craving to feel deeply connected to their bodies and then they're, they're outsourcing that into the world. Like they think they need, you know, more material possessions because they're craving this feeling of deep embodiment. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, what it's really about, insourcing the feelings of pleasure, insourcing the feelings of like deep ecstasy and bliss and like how do we actually unlock all of those. It's very simple actually when we come back to our centre. Yeah, I, uh, so is there hope for someone like me who literally does not know how to hold a beat or, or, and cannot dance whatsoever? I'm that chick. Absolutely. (laughs) It's not about performance. It's about embodiment. So it's about like the deep (laughs) sensations and feelings and yeah, yeah. anyone can unlock that. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I mean, it's kind of like Qigong, you know, they do a lot of like these movements and stuff. Um, We had on a gentleman who he was, he was hilarious. Um, Mark Shanna, what's his last name? Walsh. He was the name. I know Mark Walsh. Yeah. Yeah. He teaches embodiment. Hilarious. He's he's so funny. Oh my gosh. He's funny. How do you know him? He's got the biggest embodiment conference in the world. Yeah. he, He approached me to speak on one of his conferences yeah so we've had conversations and that before yeah, yeah he's a funny funny man he's funny you know it's interesting the journey to even recognize that I had a body you know what I mean some people it's the opposite right they're just all about the body mine was kind of opposite I was so in my head all the time I'm like who needs the body <laughs> but yeah, and it, it also know, sounds like yeah. you've got a really strong energetic imprint too so subtle energetic if you're working a lot with reiki and yeah. you know you're able to feel other people really deeply on a close sentience level sometimes <sighs> there's, there's this body of work called the uh, erotic um, archetypes and one of the impressions is energetic and they find it very hard to be in the body because they're they're constantly feeling the energy in the space and the subtle subtleties in the space and that really pulls them out from their physical body so I bet that archetype probably is the ones that get screamed at or have to get the bust hit of pain (laughs) to be able to uh, recognize that hey like I'm here you still have a body lady which has been some of the biggest awakenings that I've gone through when Mm. my body has screamed at me I was thinking a lot about the nervous system, which I always do, but I've never really gotten to a place where I'm like satisfied with what I find online or what I've learned about it, because I've always felt that for many, many years that my nervous system was damaged. 
damaged from not just trauma, but also I was an alcoholic for many years, which we know what alcohol does to the nervous system. But then on top of that, I was in a coma for nine days and, you know, I went, I had an asthma attack and I went through a lot of trauma with a near death experience. And I feel like there's something that happened that Mm. causes a lot of my anxiety, my emotions being all over the place, the lack of sleep, the joint pain. So your entire program really interests me because I also feel like a lot of people in the world don't realize how important the nervous system is and how much it's Mm. affecting our society today with the word anxiety. Mm. And if we could Mm. all just learn how to reset our nervous system and to be a little more aware of it and how we can bring it back to life and heal it, then I feel like that would be a space that I would hope to get to. So through your program, could I do that? Absolutely. We look at the intersection between spirit and science. So how the nervous system actually corresponds with spiritual experience as well. How we can reset the nervous system so that we can actually reset our trauma in some ways as well like I believe we can actually move past a lot of past traumas through nervous system work so yeah absolutely it just blows my mind like how much our world walks around so asleep to the things they put in their body that are messing up their nervous system and then the doctors just give them a pill and say oh it's because you have anxiety well no it's because they need to treat their nervous system And it's just, it's so fascinating that Shanna just learned recently through her COVID experience and then some symptoms that she was left over with about the vagus nerve. Why were we never taught about the vagus nerve? I mean, it's six miles long for God's sakes. Why are we Mm -hmm. not educated on how to love our nervous system and our vagus nerve? I know. (laughs) It should be foundational teaching. (laughs) Sigourney, you know, I just, I was sitting here laughing because I bet you're much like me. When my friends call me or when anybody calls me really and wants advice for me, I'm like, well, why don't we sit and do a discernment exercise? They're probably not going to call me anymore because they're probably just, she doesn't give out advice anymore. She makes you do an exercise with her. Oh my God. That's so funny. God. And probably they will listen to this and laugh and know. But it's true, but because once I learned to use my body as a tool for my soul, it was like, ah, it was awesome. And, and it works. And so I love that, that that's such a big part of not only your practice, but also helping your clients with their businesses. It's, it's all intertwined. You can't separate, yeah. you can't separate it out, you know. I have several people I am having call you like ASAP. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're sick of doing discernment with me. So you, I think I'm going to bump it up with you. Yeah, um, I think, I, think I need to call you too. Truly, you've spoken to me and I feel like I've been putting it off. I've just been waiting for this program that reaches out to me to dive into. And I'm like, um, I feel like yours is Yay. the one for me now. So you're not only offer this to help people, but then you teach people to teach this program of yours yes. all over the world. Yes. So we've got a nine day certification and you journey it first. So for the first seven days, you're journeying it. And then there's like two days at the end, which is around leadership and actually holding space for this work. And then as a practitioner, you also, you have the ability to basically be in a membership portal where I'm like teaching regularly so that, that you can actually continue to learn how to integrate this work into your own practice as, as a practitioner as well. So yeah. And I recognize you can get insurance globally um, to actually 
to actually teach this modality and integrate it into your practice. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So on a totally personal level, and you don't have to answer this if I'm crossing a boundary, but you mentioned Tantra and then also you're pregnant right now. So with Mm. being pregnant, what have you experienced? I, I wish so badly that when I was pregnant, I would have been awakened, but I wasn't. There's so many things I wish I would have just paused to feel longer or to connect with. Mm. So how has experience been for you and what benefits do you believe Tantra can bring to a couple or to, you know, people? It's, it's been wild. It's been the deepest initiation to date for me that I've been on and the deepest initiation into the, into the feminine, into the body, because you, you've got life growing in your body. You've got life growing in the womb. You've got two hearts in your own <laughs> body. So it's, it's like, you're really forced to, to surrender to the body and, and, and to listen, like you've got no choice. And so this journey for me has been, it's been quite intense, actually. Like a lot of what I thought I wanted and my desires for life have really like just fallen away. And just, I feel like more and more things are just becoming really simple. It's like, actually the truth is that is <laughs> very simple. Like, I just love this. Like all of the complexities and the layers and all of like a lot of aspirations have just been like, yeah. Okay, you don't actually want that. <laughs> you got that mother intuition going on already, right? <laughs> oh, it's so strong. It's so strong. I, I mean, love- motherhood, you lose gray matter in your brain and your frontal lobe starts to turn on, turn down and your amygdala becomes the driving part of your brain, which is the part of you that is responsible for your primal responses, so your instinctual knowing, but also fear. So your fears turn up, which that's for me has been like wild, like experiencing the depths of fear that I've never, never experienced before. Like point where I wake up shaking, like just in, in deep fear. This amygdala is so active. It's responsible for memory. So start to experience memory loss. And that for me has been really strange too, because I'm really cognitively sharp normally. And sometimes I'll be just doing something and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Why am Sorry I of my life? I never got that back. <laughs> It's a permanent change in the brain for at least two years, but sometimes ongoingly. Um, so they say that, that these changes in the brain last for two years up to that. They can be changed slightly, but usually the baseline of what happens in your, yeah, is completely rewired. So just hear, oh yeah, I have brain fog. I had no idea about the gray mm. matter and the amygdala and that there's truly a scientific reason behind all of what we are experiencing, including what Shanna just said, that motherly intuition wow that's amazing holy crap you know what I remember being pregnant and driving somewhere and going how did I get here how did I just drive did I drive here oh my god I don't even remember stopping at a stop sign oh my god did I run red lights (laughs) it's wild isn't it yeah well congratulations and and, you know Mm. speaking of embodiment right yeah I mean how great that you get to be in this state of awareness with your body while you're pregnant. I, I, mm. I really, yeah, I am you. Yeah. Doesn't then, make it easier. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm but... sure. Actually, we've heard that. We've heard mm. that because you're just, everything is just so intense. Mm. I love but being I... on the opposite side as a healer and working with someone who was pregnant, mm. you know, and sensing these two different souls. It, it's just 
I don't know if you've had that experience, but it's just like magical. It is. Well, and I was thinking about how it doesn't make you being pregnant easier, but I feel like your baby's going to come out with a lot of pros from you being so connected with your baby. I was not very connected when I was pregnant. I was just trucking through life, trying to pay bills. You know, I was young. I was, I was, had a lot of shame and guilt. I was carrying a lot of pain with me. I was, you know, a lot of fear. I don't know. I, I feel like that womb is that you're offering to that baby is probably a lot more of a positive energy space than the one I was offering to my child. <laughs> and he turned out pretty freaking awesome. So in, yeah. in saying that they know, they know who they're meant to journey with, you know, they, they really, I do really believe they choose us. Yeah, so. I do too. Yeah. They knew where they knew what womb they were going into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to go in that fucked up room right there. Pop right in. <laughs> But those imprints that, yeah, I think also not to judge things as negative or positive because that that's those imprints might be exactly what he needs to play out something in the, in his life. That's going to completely, oh, you know, like, you. like, let's rewire that. I think a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. I'm not devoid of my, my fucked up shit. I've yeah. got a lot going on as well, despite how aware I am. <laughs> No, thank you for that. That was humbling for me because you're right. I need to rewire my thinking around that. Uh, So is this program for men too? Can they connect to the masculine archetype? Is this just mostly directed towards feminine? No, it is for men too. Men have a feminine side to them and the feminine is just a quality. It's the quality of um, like deep rest, empathy, connection, intuition. So it's those kind of aspects Um, We're actually bringing out a men's initiation journey, working through some of the masculine archetypes, uh, I think in September. So that's coming. But men, we have men in our spaces as well in in these trainings. And it's really beautiful having them there. And actually, it's very awakening for the women to see men embody these aspects of themselves because it's so suppressed in society. And those parts are there. And he's often so longing to experience and craving to experience as well. Let's talk about your book for a second. If you were to like break down this book and your hope for people that read it. Mm, my hope is that first and foremost, people feel inspired to start, start their business once reading it. And they develop a level of trust in themselves in like in, in what, in their guidance system and also that they have the tools. So it goes through some of the tools. They have the tools to actually connect with what's true. Because I think a lot of people don't trust because they don't actually, they can't discern what is true and what's not for themselves. Right. It's amazing. I've seen a lot of people post that they that they started the, their business, they launched it and they've, oh, you know, like from reading this book and that that's, yeah, it's deeply satisfying for me to get that feedback. So what if you're broke as shit and you have no money to start a business? Is this something you can do? Like I had no money when I started, I walked away from the hospital system for the first time. I literally yeah. was like, okay, I have enough to like for my first week of rent moving cities. Cause I, I dreamt of moving states. So I moved to this foreign state into this hospital and I was there for I think four months. And I just knew I had to move into the main city in Melbourne. I didn't know a single person there. <laughs> and I, I just knew I had to go. So I was like, all right, I'm going. And I had enough trust. 
yeah, I had enough for like, you know, rent and food. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and my journey into the city was that I actually uh, found this woman's profile that lived in Melbourne. I was so drawn to her. And I just contacted her and said, do you want to meet up for coffee? I've just moved to Melbourne. I feel like I would love to meet you and she's like yeah and she ended up having a studio space with a studio that had just come free to practice at I started working there and started seeing clients like they just started they started coming to me I just put out social media posts had people that wanted to come and see me and then they just built from there I had no idea how it was going to work and this is the thing our logical minds can't comprehend it you know what what these energetic impulses are going to show us and reveal to us because we don't know it's the mystery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's about trusting in the mystery and trusting in where that's taking us and knowing that if we follow that, we're supported. And that's really how everything's formed in my life. <laughs> I wish that you weren't in Australia so we could talk more during the day. Because I think I'd be well, calling you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd moved there a year ago, actually. And some of oh. my things are still over in California. But then COVID hit, so I, I oh. flew back home. And then I fell pregnant, so I'm not coming back. But I will at some point. Um, I love yeah. The reason I brought up money is because I think that a lot of people get stuck there as that first thing. They're like, oh, God, like, I no, I don't have money saved. I don't have a business loan. Like, I think a lot of people truly just keep grinding in some sort of job just because of that fear around finances. So that's why I asked that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's usually not even just the finances. It's that they don't actually have the clarity and they don't also have, you know, like if I didn't have that um, energetic connection and wasn't, didn't have that knowing that I needed to go or I couldn't feel that, then it would be a lot of harder decision for me to make with no money. Like, but I, I, I could feel that I was being pulled there and I knew. And so I think a lot of it is reconnection to knowing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are shut off from that really deeply so like they're like hey I have no money but also what's my next step like they don't actually have the clarity to make the right right choices mm-hmm. um so really my work is in like reconnecting people to the deep intuitive knowing the money is just an extension of life force money is just yeah it's yeah. just life force <laughs> that that's yeah. always available to us it's yeah whether we're following what's in alignment because the money pours in when that that's coming when we're when we're in that but when we're not it's blocked so if they're making the wrong choices for themselves trying to step forwards and create a business that's like not in alignment with what's actually wanting to move through them and be created then that could also be detrimental to them so they need that intuitive connection have you been able to get any feedback from anybody who's read your book and has shared with you like what kind of businesses they started or anything a couple i I was tagged in a post just the other day of a woman that started a, a brand in herbal medicines and just awesome. like birthed her logo because during reading the book, she like saw her logo come through and her branding. So she, and that was what was stuck for her. So she's created yeah. her whole brand now. So, oh my gosh, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. And how does yeah, that make you feel funny. to know that you've, you've inspired so many people to align with their purpose? It's amazing. It's amazing to know I can do that through a book too. That doesn't require me to necessarily show up for a session. You know, it's like that's yeah. happening as people are reading my words. I'm like, I don't have to 
do anything yeah. here. Like the work's been done. I mean, it was like six months solid of writing this book, but yeah, now I can have that impact. Yeah. And talk Having about divine timing because you're, you're pregnant and you have a lot of your attention that's going to have to go to your babies. So what beautiful timing, because instead of you having to teach all those classes, now you can just say, go get my book. Yeah. It finished, <laughs> I finished writing it a month before I felt pregnant. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. The universe is working in favor for you, girl. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well you've been a pleasure thank you so much for coming on can you tell everybody where they can get your book and where they can find more if they want to take any of your classes or learn more yeah absolutely so follow me on instagram www.instagram.com slash sigourney bell or on facebook um my website's also sigourneybell.com uh wild business that you can grab the book at wildbusiness.com slash book and the wild grace movement is what I was talking about before the practitioner training. So you can find us on Instagram. Um, it's just dash the wild grace movement or also on Facebook. Um, and we also have a website as well, which is the wild with an I, not a Y. Yeah. Wow. You are just as sweet and as beautiful as they come. Soul, <laughs> physical, all of it. <laughs> oh, thank yeah. You. Yeah. Thank you for being a light in the world and for um, taking the time to come on to Sense of Soul. We do ask of every guest. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. Mm. Yeah, I think it feels like this is a quote. I don't know who it's by, but the essence of it is around it's not that you're stuck. It's just that you need to move and, and the way will open. So it kind of comes with, you know, I've been feeling a lot of heaviness in the past week and I was trying to go into the pain. I was trying to figure out what it was. And then I just had this feeling of like, I need to move. And since making the decision to move, everything has opened up again. I feel light. There was nothing to actually solve or fix it was actually about just listening, calling upon my guidance and then making the next move. And so just trust in the next move and trust that there's lightness with that. Trust there's nothing that you need to go deeper into that there's actually something that you're needing to follow. Wow. You are so worth the wait. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'd like to hear that more often. <laughs> That's so funny. It's true though. It is yeah. true though. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. That was really fun. I really enjoyed yes. that. Absolutely. Again, congratulations and thank you. Yeah. Good luck and on the rest so of your pregnancy. Thank yeah. you, my loves. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.